0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Lifting the Fog, a podcast that hopes to become a collection of conversations offering support and connecting individuals affected by childhood cancer. So in this week's episode, I'm joined by my co-host Amy Boggess and Lifting the Fog fan favorite from episode two, cancer survivor and just sweet soul all around, Jess Cooper. Um, So Jess, Amy, and I sat down virtually, of course, um, for this week's episode to talk about Jess's recent involvement in Um, Carmel High School's annual dance marathon. And dance marathon aims to raise uh, money and support Riley Hospital for Children. Um, But there's dance marathons that happen all across the nation and just talks a little bit more about that in this week's episode. Um, Just actually um, asked me to come watch her speak at this event a few months ago, which was just such an honor and a privilege. I was so glad I was able to do it um, and watch really what dance marathon is all about. But of course, specifically to, to watch Jess kind of shine and share her story and um, just the impact that she's having and how she's giving back. Um, so I'm gonna play a snippet of her speech from the Dance Marathon at the beginning of this episode. Um, and I know that you guys will, will enjoy it. She just, she did such a great job. And again, I was just so thrilled to, to watch her speak. Um, so so we talk about that. We talk about Jess's involvement with Dance Marathon, what Dance Marathon really is. And then we just talk, too, about what it feels like to be a high school e-learner in the midst of, of COVID-19 and all the school closures. Um, really enjoyed this conversation and, and sitting down and talking with Jess, and I hope you do, too. Her story is one of um, just hope and inspiration, and she's just she's just a pleasure to talk to. Um, and as always, please email us at lifting the fog one with questions, comments, and thoughts for future conversations. We love to hear from you guys. Um, and, and please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at lifting the fog one. All right, y'all without further ado, happy Monday and Jess Cooper.
1: I was 15, doing being an old teenage girl, hanging out with my best friends, going to school, working with the radio station, and other stuff. (laughs) I was nine days into the new year when I started to cough, and it was a big enough coughing fit where I started to spit up blood. I panicked, and as every teenager does, we Google our symptoms. (laughs) And I then saw the results for those who were Did not feel better. Um,
2: I tried to ignore
1: it, but not even seven days later it happened again. And then four days after that it happened a third time. That's when I said I wanted to see a doctor. So I did. We saw my pediatrician who did all the tests he could do. Blood, x-rays, a CT scan. After that CT scan, he called my mom and told her to take me to Riley Children's Hospital immediately. So I did, er, okay, sorry. I was a wreck. No way, calm and cool like absolutely not. Soon after that, I met my amazing oncologist, who his name's Dr. Grimm. He does close up magic. He's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> he told me I needed a biopsy of my lymph node. At this point, I had no idea what a lymph node was, let alone a biopsy. Results that should have taken a week came back in two days. On March 2nd, 2019, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four A a blood cancer that spreads throughout the lymphatic system. Within the next week, I had meetings with my doctors about my plan. Chemotherapy for sure, possible radiation, six months of absolute pain, and the rest of my life to worry about if it will come back or if something worse will come out of it. The same week, I had pet scans, more blood draws, and a week after that, I had my cortical cap inserted and started my first week of chemotherapy. My plan included five cycles of chemo, each 21 days long. My first two days, I'd have eight-hour chemos, and on day three, I'd go go back and have another four-hour chemo. Then I'd go home, hop around the house for a couple of days while I'd take steroids and pain meds, while also trying to forget what my life was. I would see friends, maybe go out to eat. I'd go to school for one day, and then on day eight, I'd go back for a checkup and another chemo. The Day eight chemo was like the final punch, and on day nine, I usually get a fever and be taken to Riley's ER. I'd be admitted onto Five West, the oncology floor. I flip a page. <laughs> I usually would stay there for, on average, five to seven days until I'd be able to go home. And after that, I'd have what I'd call my good week. Before I would to like have to go back to chemo again the following week. This happened every single cycle. It was like I was walking through a revolving door, but it was my new normal. Something about me is I care about more about my friends and family than I do myself. So in efforts to keep everyone sane, I acted, as it, I acted as if it wasn't happening or it wasn't affecting me. I put up this mask that cancer wasn't affecting me. People around me only saw what I let them see. And I didn't show much. I wanted to be the same old caring and sometimes overbearing Jess that people knew me for. <laughs> uh, well, my friends who were hearing this speech for the first time. I was miserable. I felt like how it was this big secret how much pain I was actually in. I guess it's not a secret anymore. It sucked, and so much worse than anyone could ever imagine. The first week I was staying at early was also the week my hair began to fall out. I felt hopeless, extremely weak, and just disconnected from the rest of the world. I didn't get out of bed until day five, when the inpatient doctor came in and told me that maybe if I actually left my room and stopped being a hermit, it would help my blood counts rise so I could go home. At this point, I'd literally do anything just to go home. After that, I got up and my dad convinced me to not only leave my room, but to play foosball with him in what they called the team room on my floor. It has anything a teenager or kid could want. A piano, drawing boards, movies, books, an Xbox, and so much more. I hobbled into this teen room with my Ivy Pole in my left hand, and I turned the corner and I see a big sign that has the words donated by Carmel Dance Marathon written on it. And I was- I wouldn't be the same girl standing here. I wouldn't have realized that. Our issues are small. Although it may feel like the end of the world right now, in reality, it's minimal. It took me a second, but I see that now. And the kids I met at Riley along the way helped me see this. And if I did take it back, I would have never crossed paths with Riley at all. At Riley, they genuinely care about the kids. All beings in that building want to see you succeed in treatment and in life. I created connections with these people, and they helped me at one of the lowest points in my life. I'm going to thank a few people that I met along the way. Um, to my oncologist, Dr. Proop and my nurse practitioner, Julie Kiefer, without them I wouldn't be alive. To Marilyn, Meg, Elizabeth, Christy, Valerie, and all of the nurses, both inpatient and outpatient, thank you for always being on things, wiping away my tears, and distracting me when I truly needed it and for reading my name, my birthday, and my MRN number about a million times. <laughs> to my child life specialist that I had along the way, Meg, Krista, and Callie, thank you for making the process a little more bearable. I could not have gotten through it without you. And to my teacher, Megan, you're an absolute rock star. You were the person who inspired me to keep going and share my stories with others. You were so kind and always came to talk to me when it made my days so much better and to my friends and teachers here at Carmel High School, especially those in WH State. <laughs> yes. Thank you for creating a space where I felt safe, where I could go and hide when I needed to get away from the world. To my family and friends who supported me through the way and the ones who I met afterwards, you all are my rock. Thank you for all your constant support. To everyone at Riley who's there for, through it all, from March 2nd to my bell ringing on July 11th, and most importantly, to all the kids on 5 West right now. You all are so amazing and stronger than you can even fathom. I love you all. Tonight, I dance for you. Keep on fighting. The only reason I'm glad is because of the amazing people at Riley. They know what you're going through, and they encourage you to keep going and to do better because they know how strong you actually are, even if you don't know it yourself. I'm one of the lucky ones. There go kids in there going through things that no kid should ever have to go through.
2: Like I said
1: earlier, what you're doing here matters. And no matter your reason for being here today, I appreciate you, and I know my fellow Riley kids do too. So I guess in our last few minutes, let's keep dancing for the kids who can't be here. And thanks for listening.
0: So welcome to another episode of Lifting the Fog. Um, this week we're joined by uh, my co-host, Amy Boggus. This is Megan Kenny, and our special guest and star of episode two,
2: Jess. Hi. Oh podcast,
0: yeah, oh po- podcast star regular. She's <laughs> famous. Love it. Um, I don't know if I ever told you that um two oncologists that I work with, um, had emailed me and said that they listened to your pod and cried and loved it.
1: Oh, that's so, that's <laughs> <made me cry.
0: laughs> Yeah, no, but, um, well, one had said I cried. I was so tearful. It was so good. And she's just amazing. And the other had said that, um, you just made them kind of rethink Things that they say and how they say them, because obviously our podcast we talked about um, hair loss, and yeah. so yeah, I don't know if I ever told you that.
1: I I don't know either. I I, I remember very little. <laughs> little things go over my head, <laughs>
0: but that's awesome. You have lots of fans, basically, oh, and you've touched lots of people. Um, so oh, how long ago was Dance Marathon, Jess?
1: Um, it was a little bit over a month ago, okay. so it was on, it was on February 29th, which okay. weekday gets me messed up in the head, February <laughs> but yeah,
0: it was a little bit over a month ago. Okay, so it's April 9th today, and we are, gosh, a month into COVID craziness. I've been working from home for, and so has Amy, for nearly four weeks. You've been off of school for four weeks, right?
1: Um, we've been doing online school. So yeah. I'm currently on spring break, but um so I go back to school on Monday,
0: but and she just um, air quoted. I know I was, just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I love the quotes. Go yeah. back to school. The in my bedroom. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. We are rec- of course recording this virtually, so we're on a Zoom meeting together and just respecting all the social distancing. Um yeah requests and Zooming each other, but yeah, so you've been quote-unquote doing school for about a month, but it's been all e-learning. How's that been going?
1: Well, it's it's definitely an adjustment for, I guess, everyone. Teachers yeah. are, I think my teachers are killing it, um, personally. Oh, that's awesome. It's a adjustment. It's yeah. definitely different. Um, yeah. You never really realize how important the social aspect of school is until, like, it's taken away, so yeah, it's
2: definitely been it, just for you, was that pretty, like, did you have a feeling it was, like, did you have a warning, I guess, that it was coming? Or was it, like, one day we're just not going to school, we're not going back? I feel like that's a lot for kids, but. It
1: was, like, for, like, two weeks, it was, like, this joke. And, like, people were, like, oh, we're, like, it, like, Corona, like, is going to get all this sick. We're going to shut down. Yeah, It's, like, never really think of it, thought it would happen. And I had just gotten back from a trip to New York we went as like our radio station went to like as a station to accept our national awards and we had gotten back and then we had another awards in Indianapolis. So I didn't get to go to school the following day. Yeah. And school. And all of a sudden everyone's talking about how school's going to get canceled by the end of the week. And our teachers are preparing us for e-learning so and so it was just like, Whoa. So I had the rest of that week. And then they announced it Thursday night. Um, that Friday would be our last day for a while. And then it was just kind of like all of a, it just happened all of a sudden, but it
2: was prepared Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like I've heard some of that, like where it was like, it was announced on Thursday, you were given one more day, but then then there's something that was just like, we're done. Here we go. So it was just interesting to see what the dynamics were in your school, how that was being talked about.
0: Jess, you're not a senior, but are you friends with seniors? I actually, most of my friends are actually seniors. How, so are, how are they feeling about all this?
1: They're all very upset and sad that their senior year had to end this way. And I feel for them. And I'm extremely sad that, like, especially my friends on the radio station, like, I don't get to work with them again. And, yeah. and like, we're all kind of in our feels and really sad that
0: yeah,
1: her things won't happen. But our school is, hasn't canceled graduation. They're just, like, trying to, like, re- do a date, or do another way, so, and same with prom, they're trying to, remo- like, move prom, too, so, yeah, I think, I think there's gonna, I just, it's upsetting, because they don't get the closure that they necessarily wanted for their end of their high school career, which is extremely upsetting, and yeah. I feel bad, because I'm gonna be there next year, and I'm gonna be like, I, get, I don't know what I would do if I didn't get those things, because you yeah. have been in school for 13 years, and it's just like, it ends like this,
2: it's not, it's, it's like, ah. I know, I cannot
0: imagine. It's oh, such wow. a, you know, what I'm 33, so I kind of can't even, I mean, I can remember my senior year, bits <laughs> and pieces of it, but <laughs> it just seems so, like, so long ago, but when you're a senior and in the moment, and 18, and that's your life, and it's so important. <laughs> Yeah, you just We're look forward men. to your senior year so much, and ugh, my heart is breaking for them. And even like open houses aren't yeah. happening, and um, so it just stinks. And I'm sorry for you about radio because I know that's super important. And
1: oh, I'm good at keeping tabs on people, so I'm gonna I, I bug people until they answer me. So I'm I'll keep in touch with them. But yeah. <laughs> I, it's just like I have one more year on the radio station too, and that really clicked. I was like, yeah. I've been here for almost four years now. It's just yeah. like, whoa. Uh, are you FaceTiming with friends a lot? or? I am. I'm not FaceTiming really because I'm not a fan of FaceTime,
2: but <laughs> 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 I'm me, more me of neither. A <laughs> I'm more of a call person because then I can just go, like, do my do your thing. thing. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody needs to, like, see what you're doing. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but I, I just, think you look great.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I, I put on a beanie to mask my major fro. Well,
2: <laughs> I don't know if you see these flyways happening over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, Amy,
0: I had told Jess that you and I had discovered this house party app, and she goes, oh, yeah, I knew about that in middle school. yeah. <laughs> oh. Awesome I'm like, well, I know nothing. I'm officially old and uncool because I just found um, this house party I mean, app and thought it was great. super cool.
2: It was cool. all the rage when I was in middle school because they didn't have group FaceTime.
0: Oh, sure. That
2: is wild to me because I literally thought house party was like maybe created because of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking like, okay, somebody was like on it. Cool.
0: <laughs> We're old. We're old and not cool.
2: That also dates me. I have a birthday next week. And I'll be 37. So clearly that's yay yikesies
0: so in Jess, right before we um you know called you amy and i were just doing a podcast together just to kind of talk about covid 19 updates for schools and what that means um but we were talking about um you guys i just totally had a brain fart what i was gonna say it was right here and it went
2: Well, blame it on... Just blame it on coronavirus. (laughs) 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 Just blame it on that. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we were
2: talking about, like, updates with what's going on with schools, DOE, resources. Was any of that triggering? Let's see. (laughs) 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 the (laughs) thoughts. Nope.
0: Nope. Nothing? Nope. Nothing. Gone. Gone. Yes. Uh, More coffee, please. I guess... (laughs) Well, okay, part of the reason that we wanted to chat with you today, too, Jess, was to talk about four months ago when you did Dance Marathon, um, and I got to come and watch you speak, which was really great, but I don't know if all of our listeners, I guess, necessarily even know what Dance Marathon is, so can you just tell us what what is that?
1: Yeah, so Dance Marathon's a nationwide, almost, I want to call it program, it's like Um, where schools have their own committees, and they throw um, hours-long dance marathons where they stand on their feet in support of kids at their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. And here in Indiana, it's Riley Children's Hospital, which is obviously such a cool thing. And, um, yeah, we basically, for Carmel High School, we stand on our feet for six hours for the kids who are not able to be there. And we raise money um, months in advance, and we raise money the night of. We, and it's just a bunch of fundraising and a bunch of fun. And everyone comes together and has a good time and celebrates the kids and each other and the hospital.
2: And it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I had never seen one before. And I think when I got there, was it like 9.30 or was, so? It, it was, was a little was, later. You guys had been dancing like – you know, since noon or whatever. But um, you guys were all learning uh, some line dance, which was really funny and cool to watch. Um, um, You had different teams, so like different groups of people in different colors and um, just really cool, the creativity behind it. But then um, you had emailed me and asked me, so I know through Carmel's high school's um, uh, radio station, you kind of, did you create that or was that already a thing, this like dance
1: marathon yeah. Um. So WHJ. Radiothon. Yeah, it was our our. We always like. Kind of broadcasted it. We broadcasted it and we DJed it, and so like all the music that was being played there was being through speakers that WHJ had in our our music and all that. Sure. Um, we had always done that, and they needed us for that, and we were always welcome to do that. But I wanted to. I got really close with the people who actually ran Dance Marathon because I was lucky enough to meet the people and get to speak there. And I wanted to get more, I wanted our station to get more in on the ground floor and help out the kids because we'd never really fundraised or done anything like that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to use the radio's platform for something other than ourselves and do something bigger than ourselves. Mm So I started this thing. I called it Riley Fawn. I was (laughs) not creative with the (laughs) name. Um, hey, but Riley, that sums it right up.
0: Perfect, I Riley love it. Love it.
1: It was an all-day live broadcast um, for the kids. So we showed up at 8 a.m. and we went live, and we were live until 11 p.m. And we broadcasted um, live shows. We raised money all day. We had Riley families come and share their story on air, and we had. Um, oh, it was so much fun. Um, you yeah, had we some had Riley some
0: champions fun. there.
1: Yes. We had some people come and share their stories on air and then we went live with Dance Marathon and we had their stories broadcasted as well. Yeah. And it was just so cool. That is so neat. That is so neat.
2: I tried to follow along. I wasn't able to go and I, but I saw some pictures through social media from like Megan would update me just with their stuff. And then we have a colleague too that her daughter is a senior there. Um, so I saw a couple of things and like It just looked unreal, the amount of students that participated and just like the numbers, the money raised, like everything. I
0: mean, it was like 475. It was
1: four hundred and seventy three, three ninety four, fifteen. That oh my gosh, in my head, I don't. That's so great,
0: but so so much money, and like like so many children's hospitals across the nation, they're non for profits. Programs like the school program, like Child Life, you know, um, art therapy, music therapy are donor funded. Even research um, for childhood cancer um, survives off of generous donors so just that's so important and it's so wild to me that Carmel High School (laughs) raised that much money it's also just the youth the youth of today are just yeah
1: we're our school has our probably the largest dance marathon in the nation Um, uh that's unreal yes it's numbers of people and our like our actual total, yeah. Uh, we're extremely lucky in our size department <laughs> of our school, yeah. Um, and our House of Representatives and Cabinet members, absolutely do like a fantastic job of, doing yeah. it and running it. And they have, like our the advisor um, Sarah Wolf. She abs- she knows what she's doing. She's done this for fifteen years, and it's it's she absolutely kills
2: it every time. So yeah. Really, Jeff, do you feel like you're? I mean. I, know, I feel like you're a very humble person, so you probably wouldn't say this, but this is a time <laughs> not to be humble. Do you think that y- your story maybe made some impact too? Because you're such a part of this, like with the radio and just raising money, and then you are Riley, you know, patient yourself, and it's like that's huge.
1: I, I, I would hope. That's all I can say, I guess, for like the words coming out of my mouth. But
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: um, I've I was talking to other cabinet members and Miss Wolf and she said that some of people came up to her and said, like, that was an amazing, like, that was one of the best speeches I've heard in 15 years that we've been doing this, and I got, I got texts afterwards from mm-hmm. families who were there and just wanted to reach out and mm-hmm. say That's thank awesome. you, and 100, like, people came up to me for days afterwards saying, like, that how much it meant to them, and It was insane. I I didn't realize how big of an impact just my, like, I I wasn't the only story there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, And just to
0: back up a little too, like, you participated in the Riley Carmel High School Dance Marathon as a Carmel student and um, through Carmel's radio station, but also shared your story um, and spoke, um, and we're going to play that speech because i recorded it when i i was able to go and watch you um speak um but you towards kind of towards the end and before they kind of unveiled how much money you guys had had raised and worked so hard for um just got to speak and share her story of being a riley Riley kid and it was it was it was so impactful I was crying your mom was crying all your peers were crying (laughs) No, when I
2: heard it it made me cry I I mean listening to it
0: yeah so Amy and I have listened to it well obviously I was there but Amy listened to it Jess yes
2: yeah I go back to the video and I say a
1: joke that only you and my mom would laugh at what um I when I was thanking my nurses I said thank you for reading my name my birthday and my MRN number yeah. about a million times. And I hear the video and I just hear Megan chuckle. <laughs> <It's> the best <laughs> part of the entire video, I swear. <laughs> well, I, I giggled and, the, and no one laughed. I was like, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I Yeah, I remember laughing like out loud and being like, oh man, <laughs> nobody else really gets that one. But. <laughs> you just I uh, I, and I had seen you I got there and saw you right before you spoke and I know you were so nervous and that's just yeah. terrifying to I don't like speaking in front of people and in, in general but then to share such a vulnerable story um and you really shared just about how you kind of tried to mask how hard it all was and uh, and then just kind of breaking down and being honest and sharing it was hard it sucked it's the hardest thing I've ever had to go through and um I, I, you just did such a great job, and I, I know that you were nervous, but how did you feel afterwards? Were you just like, ah, oh, it's done and relieved? And
1: I, I felt like this kind of like it was so like I want to say like euphoric. It was insane. Like it felt like I was so nervous for not like just talking about me, and it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like most of these kids knew me, like they knew of me. They saw me last year, and they talked about, oh, I was the girl with cancer, and they didn't didn't know, and they were afraid to talk about it, and it was really nice to see, like, people, like, being willing to open, like, and listen and understand, and I think that afterwards, like, after that hit me, and two of my best friends came up to me and, like, just started bawling (laughs) and giving me hugs, and I felt, it felt really just amazing that I could do something yeah. back for Riley and it was it was it was euphoric I was insane like it's like oh it's just over now like <laughs> <laughs> like how am I gonna how, what am I gonna do now like what am I gonna do now? <laughs> yeah
0: how did you feel about sharing all of that with your parents or did they kind of already know all of that stuff
1: they uh I, they knew most of it um I never like sat down and piled all the words together like that before mm-hmm. um so, but they, since so they went through it with me. They saw everything and they're the two people I didn't hold anything back from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, they, they were, they were proud of me and they were, my mom was in tears. Of <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was different, but I'm, I think they know where I stand with it now and what I want to go, like where I want to go with my story and how yeah. I want to well, continue.
0: Where do you want to go with your story?
1: I guess if I can make a as like just an impact on someone in like with sharing my story and make an impact through like with Riley, like I always say like I want to give like my 2020 was dedicated to like fundraising and giving back because last year they saved my life, and I wasn't well enough to fundraise and do dance marathon and the little things, and then it happens to you, and you don't realize how big of an impact these events actually have. So now that I've seen both sides, I can I know I can work even harder to raise more money and help more children who went through what I went through and worse and all that. So I'm excited to like just see what ideas I come up with. And quarantine Mm -hmm. has given me lots of time
2: to be thinking about that. You can probably have your own podcast. I know. You're just fun. You're just like, I'm just like nodding my head the whole time. I just, you're easy to listen to and you're very inspiring. So tell my radio teacher that he'll make. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's why she does the, she does the radio and kills it. Do you want to, do do you ever think about doing radio as like a career, like long-term?
1: Um, I actually, after all of this, I definitely was on my like list of things. It's just, I am not good enough at the editing aspect to be in radio. Um, cause earlier like, <laughs> jobs in that are all about like editing and stuff. yeah, You don't really go on air. Um, but I like, after all dance marathon and Riley-thon, and I really found out like, I like like planning and organizing, even though I struggle at it sometimes. I really like that. So, and for, especially for a cause that like Riley-thon and dance marathon, like I, that was so much, like that was my favorite thing I've ever done in high school. So I think I'm, a junior, so it's like time to get ready to look at colleges and stuff. And um I've been talking about IU has this wonderful nonprofit management and leadership major program that I really wanna start wow. looking at. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's amazing. Jay. That's awesome.
2: It's, it's fun. It's just like you get to make a bigger impact on yeah, on the world and on people and it's so much I'm so excited about it. For people who can't see Jess right now, her style <laughs> is like illuminating and I love watching you talk about this because that is so important. Like it's amazing that you're a junior and you're like tuning into all the feels of like what you could potentially do in the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's so many students your age who like not a clue. Like, not, you know, you just don't know what you want to do. You're not sure, like, your interests. You don't know. And for you to, like, if you're just, like, beaming with joy. I feel like that's, like, oh, my gosh, this could be something I'm into. And then get bigger and turn into a career for you, which is amazing. Yeah. So amazing. And I just
0: love, well, I love you, Jess, and I just love talking <laughs> to you. But I just think it's really great to share your story for lots of reasons. But you've taken – Such an awful time, you know, something that shouldn't happen to anybody. That's just kind of frankly unfair when it does happen, um, especially to kids and turned all of that adversity into strength and just added to your already strong, outstanding character that you had within you to just make you this powerhouse. And I know that you're, I can't wait for what, you know, what the future holds for you.
2: I know there's just so much positivity in you, and I just feel like I wish there was something. I wish there was a way that we could connect you more to some of the patients that we do see that struggle because I just feel like you would just illuminate. Well, this is one lightness. way. This is one no, way. True, you're this right. Podcast, you're right. You're
0: right. Sharing sharing stories like Jess's, especially yes. for kids that are sitting in the hospital right now with mucositis or
1: it's yeah. awful I know. <laughs> and don't say the word I know it was, yeah no it, I, it's just different it's I like I don't ever want to say like my story was minimal but I see kids like on like I follow Riley's like Instagram page like constantly <laughs> like I'm on it all the time and I see the I see pictures of kids that I saw in in chemo I yeah. and I you the nurses would be like oh like like they'd tell me about who's next door because I was like oh the boys are being allowed again and stuff like that so it's like I went through this for chemo for four months and yeah I'll have to do scans and check-ins and the rest of my life and but some of these kids are terminal and chronic and they it won't ever go away they'll always have to do chemo and I just couldn't imagine ever having to do that and it makes, it hurts to hear, but, like, I have to, like, I just feel like it's my, like, I was in there, too, so it's necessary for me to do something about it, as well, and it's just, like, it's just eye-opening, because, like, yeah, like, some kids will have to do it for the rest of their lives, and it's just, Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart, and
2: so, yeah, well, you've found your, you've found purpose in this, (laughs) purpose, positivity, yeah, I don't know, like, go on, Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: pretty cool, you have an awesome story, and I'm, like I said, we're going to share, um, you know, your your dance marathon speech for everybody to hear because it was just impactful and beautiful, and I was so glad to be there. I was so proud of you just for sharing your story and being vulnerable, talking in front of a bunch of people, and um, giving back, like using this time to turn it around for a positive, and that can be really hard to do, Um and especially as quickly as you've done it, I feel like you jumped out of off treatment and were like, okay, how can I help? Um, so I just, as always applaud you. I'm one of your biggest fans. Can't wait to see what the future holds for you. You're amazing.
1: I'm excited. Um, something I always say is like, I'm like trying to like come up with ideas in my own time. Cause I have all this free time right now and mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things I could do and, one of the things, like, I kept, like, saying in my head is, like, the easiest way to explain cancer is that it sucks. because, <laughs> like, like, I just, like, there's just, some people just don't understand. Some people don't see it. It's just, like, the easiest way, the easiest word to say is that it sucks. And it's, you come out, on, once you're done with it or once you realize what you want to do next, you come out on the other side and you have to use your story for good. So it's really exciting. And I have the wonderful opportunities that my high school gives me to be able to use the platforms like my radio station and they're the biggest dance marathon in the nation or high school dance marathon in the nation. And, Hopefully, if I, I'll take it to the college level, too, and get to see, like, if I go to IU, it's the biggest one in the nation, which is Oh,
0: absolutely, summer. yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So 36
1: hours. IU is 36 hours, and I'm worried about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Stand and pump up, pump up. Yeah. That cat.
0: <laughs> you got that youth. You can do it. I, on the other hand, be asleep by 930. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, I've thought about it, I'm right.
0: <laughs> um okay, and Jess, I know that you've said lots of times that you um are happy to kind of be a frequent flyer on lifting the fog and and do lots of conversations. This is our second pod with you, but I do want to encourage all of our listeners that um if you have questions for Jess or ideas for future conversations or podcasts that um, that we could have to email those to us at liftingthefog1 at gmail. Because I know Jess has said before, she's happy to be on and talk and share. And it's we're to great. to
1: talk about it and learn and yeah. not know anything and act like you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're an expert.
0: And I think kids, you know, patients <laughs> want to hear from people like you way more than, <laughs> than me. <laughs> so I'm just thankful for you. And um, okay, I guess. Before we end, do you have any advice for all of your COVID-19 school closure high school friends out there on keeping your sanity during these weird times? Oh my gosh. I'm not doing a good job at it myself. What's What's been I, working for you? Like what's your self-care that you've been doing to just kind of I've not ghost or of, crazy? It
1: sounds so cliche, but I've been doing lots of exercise and- Love it. I- Something I do do I get up at eight a.m. every day, no matter what time I go to bed. I go to bed. <laughs> Sometimes it's terrible, but it, waking up at the same time every day, like having a set schedule,
0: it'll help. And
1: it's just a new routine. Like,
0: yeah,
1: um, setting that new routine is extremely important for these scary, unfun times. And yeah, I mean, we had a routine when we went to school. We woke up at seven a.m. and we went to our bell rang at seven fifty. We just gotta have that. Just at home, like, get your English. Class done by 9 30 on Tuesdays, and we'll be good. So, I don't know. Set a routine, do something fun every day, like bake cookies or go for a run. Oh, or... uh, your grandma. I was just gonna say that. Uh, your she grandma's cookies, w- I would make I, the I'm best sure cookies. A lot of cookies. <laughs> i don't get to, I, my my next clinic appointment was canceled due to covid or so i didn't get to bring any cookies in. oh so
0: my we gosh to, well i can't have
2: to bring them when my when we celebrate my one year so yeah when this yeah. is over yeah this is over cookies galore
0: okay i have an idea let's go around and say you know how we we have a segment on the podcast called um hi Low. so let's do like a high low, or even just a high. Let's just do a high. What's something? <laughs> on that yes. What's something that we are all just feeling grateful for? Jess, do you want to start? You're at the top of my screen.
1: Oh gosh, something I'm feeling grateful for. Um, I'm extremely grateful for the wonderful people in my life, my friends and family, for even just like always being here especially like even in quarantine like the ones who've reached out and have talked to me on sad lonely days and um the ones who continue to don't forget how to communicate in this <laughs> tough time yeah uh, I'm extremely grateful for the people in my life that um have continued to check up on me and yeah it's it's it's, it's a tough time but you got family and friends to have your back and that's my favorite part my
0: high at least I love it um I think I'm most grateful for just coming off of yesterday that that good weather is around the corner I think it's going to make all the difference to just be able to get outside and have extra time to enjoy the fresh air and just be thankful for that um and obviously all the extra family time it's hard to work from home with littles but it's just nice to see their faces way more than I usually do. Just thankful to be here at home and, and be able to work from home. Cause some, you know, a lot of people can't be doing that right now, um, and are on the front lines. So I'm happy, happy and grateful for that extra family time and the, the sunshine. What about you, Aim? What are you grateful for? Yeah.
2: Well, you guys, I could say ditto, ditto, ditto. Right. Um, Ditto on sunshine, ditto on family and friends. Um, I think too, for me, I'm grateful kind of for mindfulness. It's making me, I'm usually a mindful person, I think in general, but it's making me a little bit more mindful of just like what's important during this time, what I need to do for myself, and then making myself do what I need to do for myself. So, like, even just, like, some of the things Jess, you said, like, going on runs is helping or walking and just making sure there's, like, active times for my body, um, like, for mental and physical health. And then just being with my kids, too, like, seeing them more often, it's very stressful to manage both work at home and kids, but I love seeing my kids, and I am thankful for my family and my friends that reach out. And even though we can't connect face-to-face, which is hard, because I'm a people person for sure, and... I miss my family that I um, don't get to see face to face or hug my mom, hug my dad, hug my sisters. But we Zoom and FaceTime and Instagram. Hug,
0: hug me. Come on. Yeah,
2: hug me again. <laughs> like, I mean, I do miss that too. <laughs> I, miss I know. That. I like know. Getting <laughs> next to you and, you know, at work and things like that. But I, I still am so grateful for the people in my life. Like, yep. I'm grateful for people like you, Jeff, that, like, we still get to, you know, Megan and I still get to connect with. Um, even though we don't get to see people in clinic, um, cause I miss that too, but at least I still get to talk to families over the phone. I get to see faces like you, you know, when we do things like this. So those are some really good things that are highlighted for me during this. Yeah. in the streets time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and grateful for technology. Can That's you- right. Yes. Lots of
2: good. Imagine if this was like 1990. Oh, Nineteen eighty nine or something.
0: I know. I mean, the music the music would be good, but oh man, okay. Just love you both. Thanks for chatting with us, Jess. Um, I hope everybody really enjoys this little blurb that we'll play from from Jess participating in Dance Marathon and speaking and sharing her really beautiful story. I just was so proud of you, and you were so articulate and well spoken and. I think you really impacted a big room of people um, in your community that kind of knew about your story, but not really. And so I'm just really glad you took the leap to share it. I'm glad all of our listeners get to hear it. Um, Love you lots.
1: I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Humans on this
0: earth, I love it. And, okay, I say maybe our next pod we can all do together – we can do on the house party app from Jess's middle school days.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it. Like, there's games on it too. I, uh, like, trust yeah. me, Jess, uh, I know. <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Well, have a really great day. Same.
2: Thank you. All Bye, right. guys.
0: Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifting the Fog. As always, please email us at LiftingTheFog1. That's the number one at gmail.com. We want to hear from you with your questions, concerns, thoughts, and ideas for future conversations and topics to dive into. And subscribe, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but subscribe and rate us. We would also love for you to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LiftingTheFog1. And please hashtag us at hashtag LiftingTheFog. And as always, Lifting the Fog is an independent podcast. All information, thoughts, and opinions shared are for informational purposes only. No material on this podcast is intended to be substituted for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please always seek the advice of your qualified health provider with any
1: questions that you may have. Thanks for tuning in.